0: Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed winter talk you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products, a top-selling company on Amazon designing revolutionary products for VR and AR, including the Asterian Aura VR Stand. I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who is in love with game design and VR.
1: I'm Jay Brat, a VR YouTuber, streamer, and one of your hosts for tonight's podcast, We've also got a special guest. Who is this sitting over here, Adam?
0: This is Nat Bratt, Jay's amazing wife and who I actually was able to meet in Texas last week. Nat, remind our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: So as Adam said, I am Jay's wife and I would describe myself as a retro gamer and VR enthusiast.
1: Oh, True. True. (laughs) Well, Nat, we're glad you're here with us. After having you with us, for all of our Texas awesomeness, we had to bring you on so we could just gush a little bit more about our trip, although we did a lot of that last week, so make sure you catch last week's in-person podcast with me, Adam, and Destiny all together. Uh, You know us. Our podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities, followed by some of the latest and greatest VR news, and then we discuss the games we played recently and what VR concepts come from there.
0: If you haven't seen our YouTube channel, we're all sitting here in VR interacting as if we were really together in one room. So check out the channel if you want to see us and our lovely virtual faces.
2: Oh, oops.
1: And somebody just jumped out of their seat.
0: Sorry. (laughs) It's some of the excitement that you get from having it actually be like us on video, you know, that some of the audio listeners, uh, we hint at it a lot. We're able to talk about it. But man, it's kind of funny just to see us virtually leap out of our chairs for no apparent reason.
2: (laughs) I got my but you little might be. screen thing up and I tried to make it go away and I jumped on the set
0: You know, Natalie was just really excited for a QA and a section uh, yeah. Jay, what's our first question?
1: Crowd Nation asks Have you guys heard of a game called Cuyube VR? Uh, I say Cuyube because it's like the word cube if you stuck a Y in between the C and the U Kyube VR uh, So I hadn't heard of this, so we all watched trailers today. Adam, what what was the first thing you thought when you watched the trailer? I'm looking at this trailer, and I'm like,
0: wow, they made Minecraft <laughs> Right? <laughs> I, I literally thought I'm looking at this because um, Jay didn't tell me anything about this. He sent me this link and he's like, watch this. So I turned it on. And I'm like, oh, you know, I wonder what mods they're using for Minecraft.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, Minecraft has shaders, and it's in VR now. Well, that's exactly what Kyube is. It's a procedurally generated Minecraft clone. It's currently in early access for $20. And Nat, you watched the trailer. Did you want to play it?
2: I am so excited. It looks so fun. Um, Back when we had the Gear VRs back in the day, we played a good amount of Minecraft in VR, and it was super fun. So... To have a game that's like specifically made for VR that is basically Minecraft, I am very excited.
0: And 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 looking through this trailer, it has a lot of things that you'd expect from a a pretty typical Minecraft experience. They're definitely trying to get... Definitely the goal is to get Minecraft into native VR. And -hmm. it has a lot of really good quality of life features. Obviously, you have all the building. But instead of like reaching out and the block is directly on your hand... It kind of is like on a little stick, which allows you to a lot more accurately place it into position in VR. Um, They have, you know, Alex-style gravity grabbing to let you pick up materials and items. Um, But it also has some straight-up improvements. Like, you can swing an axe and there's a little bit of physics. It feels like it catches in the tree a little bit. Um, You interact with tools a lot better. So, like, instead of just aiming at a, a block or whatever and mining it. You actually have to dig it a little bit. It, it seems like they're really trying to get the Minecraft formula and add it native to VR with all the functionality that you would expect out of a good VR game.
1: Mm -hmm. It it is, it looks good. And also, like instead of having like an inventory menu that pops up, you have like this bucket that you carry with you, and you can actually put your blocks in a shape that forms your pickaxe, and then you drop that in there. Like they're they're taking everything Minecraft, but they're making it as if Minecraft was made in VR in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like every mechanic is a VR mechanic, it's not a gaming mechanic. And it looks super pretty. So I mean, I'm super excited. It's 20 bucks, it's early access. I I kind of wanted to go get it. Right when I saw it, the only thing that kind of held me back is there is a survival mode that was just added, but it's only hunger. It's only that kind of survival. There's no Mm. there's no mobs that are going to attack you during the night. Uh, And so I want to see that stuff, too, of course, because that's one of my favorite parts is like that good element of survival. But if they pull this off, it looks gorgeous. And who knows, maybe it'll push Minecraft to make some real support for us. You know, not these mods that we use that give us a half version of this.
0: (laughs) It, It does look really pretty. Uh, Nat, do you have a lot of experience with Minecraft?
2: I have mostly only played it when we had it on the Gear VR. And I, we briefly had a Windows something headset.
1: Windows Mixed, Windows reality, mixed headset. reality
2: headset. Um, so I played it on both of those. It was definitely nicer on the Windows Mixed Reality headset than the Gear VR. Because you could see a lot further.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But I've yeah, I, ha- I haven't I have really played Minecraft on like flat, so I find it very fun in VR, um, because you know you're actually there, so that's really cool. Um, I would be interested to see. I didn't. I don't think I saw anything in the trailer about like um the I don't even remember what it's called the like magicy stuff with the little books and stuff where you can you know make yourself. I think enchanting stronger. is what you're looking okay, for. Yes, thank you. <laughs> The yeah enchanting stuff and whatnot. I don't I don't think I saw anything like that in the trailer, but it would be interesting to see. Um, I definitely only like Minecraft more like with someone. I don't really like to play it by myself because I get bored, and I definitely <laughs> prefer the uh, survival because again I'll just get bored. I'll be like, okay, I just planted a bunch of stuff. There's no point in me doing anything more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, that does bring up a good point, Jay. Um, so this does have a, raw, a lot of really nice, very well-polished features for Minecraft um, or like that you'd expect from Minecraft that's being designed for VR. But Minecraft has so many features and mm-hmm. just has so much momentum. There's a lot of things people coming into this that they might expect and might not get. Like, does this, does this even have multiplayer at the moment?
2: Oh, that's a good question.
1: From the, I watched a two-minute review video, and I watched the trailer, and I honestly didn't see them answer that question. Mm. I, I want to say when I was looking over the Steam page, it, maybe it was coming or maybe it had launched because there was a lot about the updates that had come out. I don't know, but if you're, if you're used to Minecraft in 2021 and you jump into this game, you're going to be missing a lot. I mean, there's no, there's no one to fight. There's no raids. Mm. There's tons of stuff. But if you played Minecraft like 10 years ago, and you jump into this now, it's going to feel incredible because it, it looks like those early days of Minecraft still in this, but with every VR mechanic you could possibly expect. So I am I imagine if multiplayer is not there, it's coming, but who knows how long and how much support and who knows if, uh, if Mojang sees this or Microsoft, of course, sees this and decides they're going to put an end to this. You know, that could happen, too. <laughs> Who knows? But in any case,
0: it looks really pretty. And so Mm -hmm. if they can really polish out those features and add a lot of the features that people love for Minecraft, man, I would love to play it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And $20, that's a good price. I
0: think that's the the usual Minecraft price still, I want to say.
2: Yeah. And for me,
0: it looks real nice. But for me personally, it's still not a buy quite yet. If I bought it right now, it would be an expectation that they would get those features down the line. Right.
2: Right. All right. question.
0: Well, let's move on to our next question. It comes from Beef. And Beef asks, could the host address the current state of the podcast? Uh, maybe I missed some discussion, but there seems to have been a, a fair bit of change with the channel. Um, and that is something that was a really good point. There, there has been some changes on the podcast um, in the last couple of months. Uh, we did a fairly in-depth analysis of it on... The discord channel so if you want to read our full write-up i recommend that you head it over there but we can discuss uh, a little bit about the current state of a channel i feel like that you know we've been at this over a year now we've published a lot of episodes i think we're making 54 right now which is insane for us
1: uh let's go ahead and talk about the state of the channel a little bit yeah well uh if you've been here with us from the beginning a huge thank you of course we we started this podcast during lockdown and there was a whole group of us that were there and there was a lot of ambition you know tons of episodes were coming out tons of stuff was going on and then as lockdown kind of kind of let up and people kind of got back to life it became a little harder for our staff to keep up with the schedule and everything we've been doing so it got to the point where we were like you know let's make the podcast something that we really all love doing let's get some new hosts people that just want to be here for the love of vr and and make it just a fun thing all the time and a little less stress about constantly fighting to always have something out every day on the YouTube channel and every week on there. And let's just have this be fun with a big cast of people. So, you know, people aren't on and necessarily on every episode they can rotate. And I think it's been really awesome. We brought some really fresh perspectives in. Kaylee's an artist. We have Alex here, who's a filmmaker. Nat, of course, has been one of our very helpful guests all along. I think it's been really nice and fresh. We've gotten some great feedback on the Discord. But if you're out there listening and you're like, hey, I was wondering what's going on and I want to I want to talk about it. Come join the Discord cord and talk to us, because you know, besides the YouTube comments, it's really the only way we can be reached. Because Spotify doesn't have comments, you know, we don't <laughs> we don't get to hear stuff from our communities there. So come talk to us there too. Let us know what you're thinking about, because we're trying to make it more entertaining and fun for you too, and we want to know if it's working out.
0: Yeah, and obviously this is something where um, we do have a lot of people that come on and rotate through the podcast. Um, and for people's personal lives, we do try and keep that pretty personal. But otherwise, we love talking about the channel. We're almost always reachable through the Discord, and we love chatting about these things. Um, but yeah, we're taking the podcast in a really fun direction, and we're having a lot of fun with it, and we hope that you are too.
1: Yeah. And speaking of the Discord, we had a question from Morfran VR on there, who was asking about, hey, the game Arc, it has a VR capability, but last time they tested it, it was broken do you think Arc 2 is going to have it as well, but improved? What are your opinions on games like Arc with all this detail, all this lore being in VR? Is it too complicated for VR, or can it actually work? Uh, so real quick I'm just going to throw a little history at you in case you don't know Ark is a survival game where you're back with dinosaurs there actually is a VR game called Ark Park they made which everything we've heard it was just a mess it didn't work out well that's (laughs) not what we're talking about we're talking about the actual Ark game and Ark 2 that may be coming one day should it be fully in depth in VR my opinion is any game like that as long as it's made for VR yes but the problem is you take a game uh, like what's what's one of the big ones that was brought in no man's sky actually had pretty good implementation but if you were someone like me who had never played a no man's sky at all and you try to get it in vr you can definitely tell you're kind of having a hard time figuring it out and it's hard to take your headset off and google something and put your headset on and get back (laughs) in the game uh it's gotta be it's gotta have good tutorials it's gotta have good things to teach you so as long as arc 2 could nail that i think i would play it constantly that's my kind of game and it would be in vr i would play it a ton
0: I I might disagree with you just a bit. I I feel like that when it comes to how good VR games get, a a game that is made for VR from the ground up, like Half-Life Alex, is always Mm -hmm. going to be better than a flat game that they're adding in VR compatibility. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like starting with a flat game and then making it, it works with VR headsets is never going to be as good as a game where they have vr in mind from the outset and that can even be it can be dual purpose it can be both flat and with vr but with a lot of those games that have vr compatibility it's really only good in my opinion if they started out with the idea that we're going to be making this work with vr as well and you know i i feel like that arc 2 and and that's why i think that maybe the original arc with the vr compatibility was kind of janky is because it was a little bit of an afterthought they're trying to tag on vr onto a game that was already pretty pretty fleshed out so if arc 2 is already it's in development and they want to make it work with vr it'll be good if it releases and then they'll add vr i think it'll be a nightmare Uh, have you ever, um, what what are your thoughts on VR compatibility in games, Nat? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm trying to think of, because I know I've experienced some games that were like that where it was not originally made for VR, but do you guys remember any of the titles that were like that? Because I remember some of them maybe weren't great, but I... Can't quite remember. A what lot of
0: titles. the Bethesda games were like
1: that. Okay. Skyrim, uh, like Skyrim uh, and Fallout kind of felt like mm, that to a degree. Yeah. Minecraft uh, technically a... didn't have VR. It it was added in after the fact. Oh, no Man's true. Sky. But uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Minecraft is kind of more simple, so I think it kind of went okay with that. But yeah, I I I tend to agree with Adam on that. Is you know it can still be cool, but it might not you know work. The best if it is kind of like an afterthought thing you know you might not be able to interact with stuff as much or stuff might not seem as natural um if they just added it in as like oh this would be cool um almost this probably doesn't have anything really to do with this but it kind of reminds me of like when they have like a movie and they're like let's make this 3d and so there's, like, two things in the movie that are 3D, and it's like, why am I even watching this in 3D? It doesn't even <laughs> matter.
0: I, I fully agree with that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the big example that I always bring up is the Forest game. And I think Jane and I were able to play that with Destiny back in the day. I hated every aspect of that game. It just (laughs) felt like VR was so forced onto it and everything Mm -hmm. didn't make sense because it was a flat game first and they tried to apply VR and the controllers on top of this already existing system that really wasn't made for VR and it just made it clunky and difficult to interact with. I don't know.
1: Jay, you actually kind of liked The Forest. I loved The Forest. Even if it had those clunky details, it was exactly the kind of game I want and it's a game I would never play flat. So huh. it, the fact that it was in VR, even though it had its issues, it drew me in so much because I want these big survival games I, and I don't want to play them flat. Uh, no Man's Sky is another like I, I brought that up earlier, but like even though it had some of its own issues in VR, it's a game that I want to play yeah. VR and I would never play flat. And mm-hmm. the fact that they added it, even though it was after the fact, I still think they are a better example. They did a really good job with it. But The yeah. Forest, I would play hours and hours of that even in VR, even with its problems, just because that game is what I want in VR.
0: That really surprises me. So something like <laughs> Arc 2 then that kind of offers that same survival experience with dinosaurs and you can see a T-Rex in front of you in VR. That does Even sound if really it cool. was a little clunky. Even if it was a little clunky, would that be something that you two would play? Yeah. I
2: mean... I, I would. <laughs> I always love the idea of seeing dinosaurs in VR. It just you know, seeing the scale of things. Although, mm-hmm. hopefully, they would do it right because I know there were some games. I can't. I can't remember names of games. But There was that one game that was kind of an early PSVR Robinson. Game. Yes. Um, that had dinosaurs, and I was like expecting them to be huge and be like so cool. And I was like, these don't. These dinosaurs don't actually look that big. Like they kind of. I think didn't quite get the scaling right. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, they have to do it right. But I still would be really excited to see that kind of stuff. And Adam, I think, I wonder if part of your issue with it is because you're a developer, so you really notice. So it's kind of things (laughs) when, like, this doesn't quite work.
0: (laughs) I don't know if as a developer do anything, anything to do with it, honestly. It's like when I go in VR, I want to play a VR game. It's I, right. I know that you guys play pretty much exclusively VR.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: when I play a game, I sometimes play it flat, sometimes play it VR. So, like, mm. if I'm putting on the headset to play a VR game, it better be good for VR. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I might as well play it flat.
1: Actually, Agree that. to disagree. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's totally fine. That's why we're on this podcast, right? To just disagree with each other.
1: <laughs> Makes it more our fun. Our last question. Our last question, Adam.
0: Yep. So, our last question comes from Beef. And he says, from a VR perspective, what are the initial thoughts of the Shockwave haptic suit? Um, So, for those of you who haven't seen something like this, the Shockwave haptic suit uh, has a current Kickstarter and it's getting ready to deliver it soon. And honestly, it sounds pretty promising. It has a lot of different features. It is a full body. uh, It looks like a track suit, It does look like
1: a track suit. That's exactly what I thought.
0: (laughs) But it has... Full body tracking, full body haptics, wireless, uh, theoretically custom fit. I don't know how they're going to get that around. Um, <laughs> but they have $100,000 pledged for this Kickstarter and the goal was $10,000. Oh, so wow. I mean, they blew their goal out of out of the water. Um, what would you guys think about this for VR?
2: So cool. Uh, I I am so excited for any, any haptic stuff or things that make... VR more immersive because it you know already is this immersive experience and anything that can add to that and man haptics are so important pl- starting with playing well after the Gear VR starting with playing PSVR um, and we have like the Pulse headphones and um, the PSVR controllers have more of that um,
1: vibration uh, vibration
2: feedback, yeah. which and we've you know played stuff with the I can't think of any words for anything. Thank you. (laughs) The The sub sub pack. (laughs) And it, it just adds so much having the vibrations and just feeling more and more immersed. So oh that just sounds so awesome.
1: I, I, I agree, but the first thing I thought—it's been a hot summer in Oregon. I'm like, is there an air conditioning <laughs> system in this thing? Because uh, you put this on, you put a headset on your head, you oh, put headphones on your true. ears. This thing looks true. like a sweat factory.
0: Yeah, it I, is. It is full uh, length all the way down to your legs, a uh, long sleeve shirt all the way down to like uh, just before your wrist. It, that would it be is warm. a <laughs> tight looking tracksuit. Like it, this, yeah. literally, looks like something that you'd put on to go for a jog on a cold day. Yeah, it, it is. It looks like, pretty hot.
2: I thought it kind of looked like uh the suit thing in the uh in the Oasis in the um. Seriously, I can't remember any
1: <laughs> names of anything thank you. <laughs> in Ready
2: Player One, it kind of reminded me of that when you yeah. got the cool haptic suit.
1: Uh, yeah, a cheaper version of that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, is it washable? Can you take all the haptics out and easily wash this thing? I don't know, <laughs> but I definitely that was my first thought because VR yeah. is already hot. Yeah, uh, we're going to touch on this a little harder later in the game section, some stuff about haptics and some stuff about our trip. So we'll circle back around. But I definitely think if this thing comes out, I mean, and it's less than $500, I'm going to buy it just for the experience, mm. plain and simple. I will do it just to see.
0: I'll buy it just for the style, man. I'd wear that even without playing VR in a cold day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a developer.
0: I need a little bit more style in my life, you know? I'm
1: not sure that's style, but but yes, just do it. It's It's style to me. (laughs) It
2: looked cool, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i need to look at it i need to look at the picture again because uh, i don't know i don't know looking at the picture right now, i don't no, know you just
0: walk clear. around with it he's like oh that's an interesting scene. you go thanks it vibrates <laughs> everywhere <laughs>
2: <laughs> just walk <laughs> around the store yep oh,
0: wow. <laughs> all right well with that wonderful note let's jump into our news piece
1: jay uh what do we got first before we get into the news, you know we got to talk about our sponsor for today's news section, Asterian Products. If you're watching the YouTube video, we've actually got a virtual Asterian Aura here on the desk that you can see. Uh, you know them thanks to us and their gorgeous Aura VR stand, but they actually have a new product that's about to launch, the Asterian Origins, coming soon. Stay tuned. We'll let you know what it is, what it's about, and what we think of it as soon as we're allowed to. But for now, all we can say is watch out for Asterian Origins. Ooh. Uh, in the news this week, and we're in the news section, so we're only going to stick to telling you the new news about this. We're going to save our discussion for the games. But you know the game Pistol Whip, VR rhythm-based shooting game. I always say it's if super hot and Beat Saber had a baby, it was Pistol Whip. <laughs> uh, it got a new DLC this week called Smoke and Thunder. It's another campaign story-style one, but it's based out of the Wild West. And it's also, on top of that, it got the DLC. It's getting a price increase. Actually, today, and by the time this podcast goes out, it already happened, so hopefully you bought it before that, the game went up in price because they keep dropping free DLC, but it also got a new menu, new modifiers, new options to play the game, and they wiped the scoreboards, which I was pretty disappointed oh, about because I was mean. I was pretty much the top of every scoreboard <laughs> <but> among friends. <laughs> they my had a friends. good reason for it, and we'll get to that, though. <laughs> yeah. Among my friends, I was the top one. That was all wiped out. Uh, Adam, you want to shed some light on that? Yeah,
0: so just to reiterate, this is... Uh, If you already own Pistol Whip, this is a completely free DLC. Uh, But one of the reasons why they wiped the scoreboard is that they completely revamped the modifier system. And so all of the old scores were on an old system, so they kind of saved that away and sort of enshrined it. Um, But this new system has completely redone how they do modifiers. Um, I played around with it quite a bit, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in our game section. But it's a full... A uh, four-mission campaign, just like the last one, completely free if you already own, um, if you already own Pistol Whip, and I suppose we'll talk about it in a bit.
1: Yeah, We're I think it's talk five. A lot five about it. Five <laughs> missions because it's four plus a uh, plus a final stage. But yeah, we'll we'll get to that. So what what else is the news? Let's keep it moving, Adam.
0: And that's right. So our next news piece is another classic VR game, uh, Saints and Sinners. There is a big update coming to Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. The Aftershocks update, it got delayed previously. Now it's coming out on September 23rd. Now this is a pretty big update that includes four to six hours of new gameplay for the game. I know that there is a lot of fans of uh, fans of the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. It's one of the better VR experiences out there. And with four to six more hours of gameplay, there's that much more to love.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder that I need to go back. I still haven't finished the campaign, even though I love the game. <laughs> it was one of those games that I was like, this is awesome. This is my kind of game. And then I just didn't find the time to mm-hmm. finish it. So I'm like, I got to get back in and finish this some more. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it came that's... out
0: in a really interesting time where there was a yep. lot of VR stuff coming mm-hmm. out and yep. a lot of really good VR stuff coming out at the same time. But I speaking know. of which, you haven't even finished Alex, right?
1: I haven't. I'm, I think I'm really close. I think you I'm see, really close. There's just
0: like no excuse. Then you will be shunned by the VR community. You can't, I you
1: can't show your face around Reddit. With that I have vaccine. an issue with finishing. I have an issue with finishing games for some reason. It's just something I don't often do. I don't know why. Unless it's unless it's short, I get to like hour four of any game, and no matter how much I love it, I end up trying something new and mm-hmm. just never coming back around. I am really well, like that with thing. the VR games.
2: <laughs> I just like sample them all. There's just so many.
1: <laughs> It's a buffet, you know? You take yeah. a little bit of this
0: and a little <laughs> bit of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, like a buffet, some of them, you thought you took a little bit and you got the whole game in 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> uh, so true. Uh, I'm
1: excited. Nat, you've played some Satan's Series, but I think mm-hmm. same thing. You kind of just sampled it, right? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't play a ton, but it was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was gorgeous and super fun.
1: It's also fully available on the Quest, which Adam finally just got to try. It doesn't look quite as good, of course, as the PC, but it's amazing that it's just totally wireless. And they got the whole game to work on there.
0: Which is impressive in and of itself, because that is a pretty involved game. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, these are good reminders. I need to make a list of all the games I'm going to try to play. I I say that, but I know that I have like three games I have to play by Tuesday of this week, as it is (laughs) three new games. It's just hard. Uh... It's hard to keep up. (laughs) i want to say slow it down but do don't just just give us more good games right give us more need right
0: we need all the good games and including these really good games oh they're such a joy to play through let's get more Mm -hmm. of them and that's what this (laughs) dlc is providing
1: yeah and we are we're zooming through the news because we really want to get to the games we really want to talk about them so adam before we talk about the games you want to throw our sponsor a quick shout out i would love to so as our
0: lovely sponsor, Asterian Products, is also sponsoring our game section. They offer incredibly high quality universal VR headset stands, RGB lighting, and sleek minimalistic look. This stand is a perfect companion to your headset while you're away. Uh, you can get five dollars off any order, nineteen ninety nine. If you're watching on our YouTube, Jay is showing off the wonderful RGB effects of our Asterian, of our mock-up Asterian stand here on the table. Um, but you can use the code Full Dive to get five dollars off any order nineteen ninety nine or more. Um, so I recently awesome. just rebuilt my computer and it is incredible next to it. It just fits mm-hmm. right into pretty much any desktop setup.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you finally put Sorry. some RGB in your computer? I know you're kind of against it. I actually downgraded the RGB that I had. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, your Aura is your RGB. The Aura is my RGB, and honestly, <laughs> that, that one RGB. Just really completes the product. I don't have a whole lot of RGB inside my headset or inside my computer, but with the Aura, uh, I have like RGB on my Aura and on my keyboard and a little bit on my mouse, and that just
1: makes it look perfect. Nice. I'll have to shoot, so I'll have to put some pictures on the Discord. I want to see it. I want to see it. Well, Adam dragged me into a game this week that I had actually heard of back in the day, and I never got to try, even though it looked like it was right up my alley. I would say it's called Survive, but if you try it and Google it, you're going to have a nightmare. So it's <laughs> S-U-R-V, number one, V, number three. So it looks like the word Survive, but you've replaced a couple of the vowels with numbers. Serve
2: one V three.
1: Yeah, <laughs> So so the justification,
0: this is a pretty traditional zombie game uh the zombie viruses, the V1, V3 virus. So they tried oh. to cram that into the name.
2: That's fun.
0: Uh, well what this has been out a while, Adam. What made you want to play it this week? You know, I um I was just seeing a lot of good things about it. I was watching a video um of some people that were trying out this game and there was three of them that were all uh squatting together and they were like tactical breaching this house, right? where they had two people on, other side, on either side of the door. One person opened it, and then the person in the middle just walked in the door and went ham with the shotgun. And that was a really <laughs> cool experience. And it seemed like... Because you don't get that type of experience normally from a zombie game. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I'm like, oh, I got to try that. And uh, it was pretty cool. So th- this is a zombie game. A lot of the zombie games out there right now are like wave-based shooters. This isn't it. Um... This is a fully, I don't want to say open world, but it's a really expansive city. You can go anywhere you want. Uh, You go through and you can loot houses. You pick up upgrades for your guns, kind of. We'll get into that. Um, And there's lots of missions for you to complete. So normally you have a mission. You leave your little safe zone. You wander out into the city, complete your mission, and then you got to get to somewhere safe. And uh, Jay and I were able to play it a bit. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to, like, our brief description? Well, day? it's like
1: a, I guess I would call it, like, a almost like a survival exploration game. Because, yeah, it feels like you're, you're going out and you're trying to get the resources you need to advance further to survive. Which is kind of funny, because Nat didn't get a chance to play it. But Nat watched the trailer. And from the trailer, mm. what would you have thought this game was? The
2: trailer looked very, like, just kind of run and gun kind of zombie game. So that's... Seems like the trailer was not very representative of what the game is actually like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the trailer, Adam?
0: Uh, I watched the trailer after I played it. And so I had a really different idea. (laughs) Because I could could see what they were doing in the trailer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I I did that. And I did that. Uh, But run and gun is maybe correct. But I'm running away from the
1: zombies, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, it's it's a really cool game. It's actually it's a game that's right up my alley. Like I was so excited when we got in because it's like it's it's got this degree of kind of tense, like you gotta watch each other's backs, you gotta go from place to place, find more resources, find more upgrades. And that was really cool. Uh we didn't get to play it a ton, so I kind of was wondering like, is there higher difficulties? I know there's three different game modes and we only played story, but I was wondering if there's higher difficulties because I felt like we were having a little too easy of a time together when you and I were in it because in the trailer it looks like you're fighting to survive every second and then I got in the game and I definitely was like okay we're handling this just fine
0: so <laughs> it, it does progressively get h- harder so we did the first two missions um and each mission does scale up in difficulty especially the end of the second mission alone is pretty hard with two peoples it does get easier and it doesn't seem like it scales the difficulty when you have more people in your party mm. um but I gotta say were you able to play it on your own at all after I hopped off
1: No, it booted me out when you hopped off. So I Uh,
0: have to play it all by myself. I gotta say, playing it with someone else versus playing it alone is an entirely different experience. It might as well be an entirely different game. Because let me tell you, having a buddy there that you can joke with and that got your back, like I can't tell you the number of times that, you know, I'm looking in one direction, popping a bow, and Jay saves my butt by like (laughs) popping a zombie right behind me. Uh, when you're on your own. It becomes terrifying (laughs) because you are alone out in the dark in the suburbs of some, I don't know, what was the city, San Carlos or something, Um, creeping along, wondering if every (laughs) creak you hear is a zombie that's just coming out of nowhere to eat Um, you. It's an entirely different experience where when you have a buddy, it becomes a little bit more fun and lighthearted, a little bit easier until you get up to those harder difficulties. Mm. Uh, But I had a blast with it. It well, is and, really cool. It's go ahead,
1: go ahead,
2: Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that you're really good at the kind of games where you communicate with people and like you just have your brain just works like, okay, this is the thing we do now and watch out for that zombie behind you, and blah blah blah. Like <laughs> so that probably made it even better with the two people. I I, I like playing games like that with you because I can just kind of follow your lead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and that's why I wish I wish we had we right now we don't have a third PC for her to plan. She, we have a quest, but we can't get her on these kind of Steam games. But I was like, man, this would have been great to get all three of us in because it's yeah. up to three people. And like, of course, the more the merrier. But one thing that was kind of funny when we raided a house, you have to go look for these like survival guns and ammo magazines. And in essence, you find this magazine and it teaches you how to put an upgrade on your gun. It doesn't actually show you step by step it just once you found the magazine and inventory it you can then put the thing on your gun and it made sure that the house that we found had three of those magazines spread throughout the same magazine yeah mm. so it was like you're never gonna run into the house make like, oh, i want to find it first so i get the upgrade it it makes <laughs> you feel like you're still in a team you're not competing nice. with each other. you're helping each other survive and learn it's 25 bucks and it's still technically an early access uh but I definitely if this sounds like you're a game that's something you want, 25 bucks is worth it because this is also just there's depth to this that you don't get very often mm. with a zombie game in mm. VR. And it just it got me really excited. I definitely want to play more uh, soon. Yeah, maybe we really should cool. stream
0: it. Maybe we grab one yeah. of the other hosts and start streaming it. Oh, yeah, I definitely think that would be worth it because it's really cool. Yeah, but uh, that isn't the only game that we played this week. We We no. hinted at it a bit before, but we also played Pistol Whip Smoke and Thunder. Uh, We went over already in our new section, uh, but if we decide to segment this up, Jay, could you give a brief description of this update?
1: So, if you don't know already, Pistol Whip is an amazing rhythm-based shooter game. You're going through to amazing songs and shooting to the beat trying to kill your enemies. They have added a new update that adds another campaign. It's now the second one. But unlike the first one, which was like an awesome cyberpunk future, this one's in the past. You're in the Wild West. You're going through these saloons and streets and horses and you're shooting everybody and trying to get through this storyline. And uh, you have different guns. You have some revolvers. You have some other guns that you unlock later. Very different experience from the first campaign. Oh, yes. (laughs) So
0: I I can see Jay over there. He's cracking his neck. He's cracking his knuckles. He's getting ready. (laughs) I've been hearing hints. We've been trying to save all of our opinions for the podcast so we can get the raw footage. But I'm getting the hint that you guys have some very strong opinions on this.
2: Oh, I have some strong opinions. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> should,
2: I, should I start getting into it? Go for it.
0: You know it. what? How about, how about I start with the good first? Uh, okay. okay. I got to say, <laughs> I had such high hopes for the smoke and thunder. update. Uh, and booting into the game, brand new interface. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, boot into the first mission. I was starting to get blown away. It is difficult. It is punishing. Uh, instead of your like 15 shotgun, you get two revolvers that have six <sighs> shots each. Uh, Which is a big difference, you know, because you suddenly don't have the correct amount of ammo that you think anymore. And it really makes you like rethink a lot of the stuff. The music, as always, I found to be unbelievably good. Um, It's really hard and punishing. And the first mission, that's where I'm going to stop my review and then I'm going to let (laughs) you guys go into it. The first mission alone made this unbelievable experience and I found myself like you know cowboy style holding my pistols at my hip and trying to like quick draw and fire people I was just I was grinning ear to ear and I was having so much fun with it
2: oh man and then
0: it started to get a little bit less western <laughs> <laughs> are you guys is that where you guys are going
2: with it oh okay I'm just gonna go off because wow I oh. I had high expectations too like you did Adam because the first campaign was so awesome
0: it was it
2: really drew you in you like even though when it has like the story part you're just kind of looking at this 2D screen you really are interested and want to know what's going to happen it has kind of a like twist ending so I was expecting a cool story and this one (laughs) I don't even know what the story was it was like we're in the west like, that was the whole story. <laughs> hey, that's a
0: great story for me. I mean, I'll play a whole game with that. <laughs>
1: that
2: How
0: do you think was...
1: Red Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 sells, right? <laughs> well, that accent she used was about on par with the accents in it. <laughs>
2: so, talk more. Talk more about these terrible accents.
1: Uh, no shame well, let me, to the people. Th- let, me try and, let me try and put a little bit of a rosy lens, uh, I feel like when this was coming up, I was like, I need to bring some toilet paper, because I'm about to take a dump. Uh... <laughs> The it did Uh, look very pretty. The guns in it looked the best the guns and pistol whip have ever looked. Mm -hmm. The environments looked really good. It added some cool new mechanics with some explosives that you shoot, and and it, it, it added some new things, but. The first campaign, I like had an emotional reaction to the first campaign. It was so good. I was so invested in the story that when it came to the boss of the original campaign, I was not going to die because I personally wanted to kill it. (laughs) I I remember screaming, rolling on the floor and doing everything I could. And I did not die. (laughs) I did not die when I did it because I was so invested in fighting this thing to destroy it. This one, not the same at all. Uh, I'm not into the Western-ish music that it had going oh. on. Uh, <laughs> I had no problems with the, with the guns. And like, I know they say, a lot of people are saying like, you run out of ammo so quick and you're having to really juggle that. I've played a lot of pistol. i I would say that I'm pretty good at it. I played on hard when I played the campaign and I didn't die once until the last level where I probably died 15 to 20 uh, times. Yeah.
0: It was, it was, it, rough. Was, it
1: was, and I, terrible. <laughs> once I finally beat it, I found out, guess where I was dying right before the very end oh. so so i had to repeat the dialogue of that level over and Ugh. over i had to repeat the intro of i that want level to murder
2: over. the dialogue <laughs> i hated it you listen to it a million times it's so bad it's so dumb i'm having see, a hard he,
0: time I, I i don't hate it quite as much as you guys right <laughs> but I feel like if we if we took it, the gameplay was fun. The gunplay was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I was, was a, I did feel a bit... I really liked the first mission a lot. I enjoyed the campaign overall, honestly. I did feel like that there was a little bit of a bait and switch where it brought us in the first level, this awesome Western environment, which yeah. I really love, and then instantly took it into, like, you have an EMP explosive right. shotgun. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that quite as much. But honestly, I just... I feel like overall, do you dislike it because it wasn't as good as what you know they're capable of? Because I feel like still, even with those things, it was a decent experience, right?
2: It, so what really bothered me was the story sucked. Like the first <laughs> campaign was so good. And you cared about it and wanted to know what was gonna happen. And this one it was just like, I didn't freaking care at all. I don't even remember what the freaking story was, because it was just like, Oh, you're going against this person that I guess is your sister or something. And then you Oh spoilers. Oh, oops, (laughs) spoiler. Maybe I don't we'll just, know. we'll just. Bleep Is it, it in, a spoiler? In post. Is it a spoiler? Because I don't even remember if they said that in the <laughs> beginning or not. Because I didn't care about the story at all. Because it was huh. not good. There was just no depth to it. It wasn't interesting. And the, ah, uh, the dial, having to hear the dialogue a million times in the last part, the like boss part, was just, I, Jay will tell you, I like rage quit twice and he was. I didn't totally quit. I went back into it because I was determined to finish it. But <laughs> he was worried that I was going to like slam the headset on the ground and like break it. I was <laughs> so mad because and I did it on easy because I'm I'm kind of bad at pistol whip like for some I, I'm not great at. It. I usually do medium, I think. And for I I got through it pretty well on easy until the boss level, but then ah uh, with the stupid parts with it shooting at you and when you have to do it over and over and there's there's like no change you do it again and it's like exactly the same as how you did it before so it's super boring and then you have no desire to try because it's so boring. So you keep dying. And then it's even worse. And you have to listen to the dialogue <laughs> 50 million times. And it's so cheesy. And they're like, brruh, brruh. I don't remember what the stupid things they said were, but I hated it.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: You know, I, I might be going out on a limb, <laughs> but I'm getting the impression that you didn't really like this DLC. <laughs>
2: Well, Honestly, though, like, really quick, like you said, Adam, the first part was really cool. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But once it it was difficult with having only six shots for each pistol. That was kind of annoying. But then when you only have two shots, <laughs> like, that's terrible. And I wasn't paying attention, really, to what they were saying because the story wasn't interesting. So I didn't realize at first that you only had two shots. But anyway, yeah, as it went on, it got less
1: good. Uh, I'll, I'll here was my, here's my thing. <laughs> Pistol Whip is an amazing game. It's probably one it of my is. top five VR games. It has single player songs that you can play and they're cool. They don't have to have a story. You just have fun yeah. jamming up to music and shooting. But when they add these campaigns, we have an expectation from the first one that it's going to have an interesting story. Mm-hmm. It's going to make us want to play through it. And this just did not deliver on that part. Mm-hmm. If this was five individual levels with these different guns you got to try, I'd be yeah. fine with it. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't have all this annoying dialogue. It wouldn't it would just be five more levels and I'd be super excited. It was a free DLC either way, so I don't really care. It's not going to hurt the game that they yeah. added this to me, but it's just it just didn't deliver on what it could have been. This might as well have been five new Western style levels right. instead of attacking on this very forced plot line that did not feel like it added anything to it. Unlike the other first campaign plot line that was incredible. Yeah. So it's fine that it's there. You got it for free, so we can't yeah. really complain. <laughs> but it's just, it's so taxing and it's so not interesting that it kind of stained my experience of this campaign by itself. It was like mind numbing. Aff- Yeah, You see, I'm
0: not going to go quite that far. I did enjoy the campaign, but I definitely think that it didn't live up to the expectations set by the first campaign. Yeah, Mm -hmm. First campaign, unbelievable story. Some of the mechanics that you do are unbelievable. Like an entire pistol whip level where you don't have any ammo. Like that was amazing. It just turned the entire game on its head and it made you think about the game in an interesting way Mm -hmm. while you're going through this story. This game, uh, the theme was weird after a bit. Um, (laughs) The story was granted a little painful to listen to on occasion. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The difficulty and some of the enemies were tedious. But Mm -hmm. you know uh, honestly like compared to any other game out on the BR market, this would be incredible. It's just, I just feel like for me at least, it just didn't live up to expectations set by that first campaign.
2: Yeah, I feel like if I didn't have to go through the stupid boss part I might (laughs) have liked it I probably would have liked it 10 times more. I just, oh, oh,
1: <laughs> listening to that
2: dialogue. And shooting like, okay, here's this barrel. And the last time I played it, it was okay. It's up here. And now it's down here. And now it's up here. And now it's down there. The exact same way it was <laughs> when I played this 15 times before. <laughs> and then the the actual boss when you get to the actual end it felt like it didn't even matter if i shot it at all like it was just gonna go away and die like why am yeah. i why am i even doing this
0: it, it was it was just for points you, you didn't really get the feeling like you defeated the boss it just yeah. felt like you were racking up points to get through the song and, and as opposed to the first
1: one where i feel like you killed it, and it felt oh, yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Did. I, I like let out a battle cry when I beat yeah. the first boss because I was so angry and like trying to stop this. Thing. Angry in a mm-hmm. fun
2: way. Yeah, not in a yeah, like, awful way. Like
1: I just defeated. I just accomplished something with this. It didn't yeah. feel like an accomplishment. No. Um, we should yeah, talk. You ab- know,
0: it feels weird that our sort of conclusion from this. What do you think of? <laughs> Pistol whip, smoke and thunders, like wow, that first campaign's really good. Go play that, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: don't,
1: don't play this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about some more fun games, fun things we did. But, but I think I have one line that I I just have to say, and that's, oh, I guess I'd rather be driving the train than tied to the track. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we. You know, if you listen to the last podcast, (laughs) if you missed it, we spent some time together for the first time ever in Texas. And Nat wasn't on that podcast because we had Destiny with us and we were going OG podcast crew. But Nat, why don't you talk real quick about some of your favorite memories from our Texas trip? Because it was so fun.
2: It was so much fun. Definitely my favorite place that we went to was Zero Latency. It was incredible. So this is the place where they have a warehouse room, huge warehouse room. You have your headset on, you have a backpack PC, no wires tripping you up. You can walk when you walk in the warehouse, you're walking in the game. So amazing. So immersive. They had these awesome controllers that are like guns. So, and they were kind of (laughs) heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um and oh it's so awesome not having to, you know, actually move like your controller to move. It was so amazing. One of the games we played there, um the first one we played there had some really cool uh things where you're like walking and the world is like going up. It makes me think of Inception, that scene when they're like first making the like dream world thing and (laughs) they're like walking up the wall that is what you're doing but you're just walking on the floor but in vr you're walking up the wall and it's so trippy but so awesome we're all like stepping all carefully (laughs) (laughs) and oh it was so amazing that was my favorite thing that we did we were also there for a long time we got to try a bunch of different games
1: which was awesome. Yeah, we, were, we were at zero latency for like six hours, but Adam had to leave a little early, get back for a family trip. Adam, we went to Sandbox after you had left. Yeah, so do you I remember, was hearing
0: about that. You, you were telling me a little bit about Sandbox, but for our viewers, uh, what, yeah. what's Sandbox like? Well, what, did, what do they do?
1: So Sandbox is a lot like zero latency where you have a backpack PC on, you have a headset on, but the differences are you also have a full haptic vest. You have full body tracking, so you're wearing wow. bracelets, you're wearing anklets. You used to actually wear finger ones too, but too many people were flipping each other off, and so they were away. Is that
2: that bad? Apparently, I know, I know. Come
1: on, uh, but it's all of that except you're in a smaller room, much smaller. <laughs> so that was a little bit more painful. So instead of being like walk around experiences where at zero latency, you walk through hallways on a spaceship. You felt like you're on these huge things. And zero latency, you're in a at sandbox. You're in a room. You're in a single room with the three of you. You can fully see each other with full body tracking, but mm-hmm. you're not running around environments anymore. You're, you're dealing with wave shooters or things like that. Uh, so it's not as cool as zero latency, but I got to say with the haptics as part oh, of it.
2: That was really And the full awesome. body
1: tracking. It really added to it. And then like if you got downed, I had to come put my hand on your shoulder to revive you. Oh, that's interesting.
2: It was really weird because it's like you see their avatar and it's not quite where their actual body is. So you go to like put your hand on their shoulder and you're like, oh, your shoulder's a little bit lower than it is. Or, you know, it's like, oh, weird.
0: That's interesting, though, that you get so sucked into the experience that that little bit of difference does make a difference. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I. It, it, oh, if they combined zero latency yes. and sandbox, it would be incredible.
1: It's I, all they need. The, oh. they still they had different weapons too. So oh, you have to choose if you wanted cool. dual wield pistols. Oh, dual wield pistols. If not, you can't hold an assault rifle style gun. But then you either have an SMG or an assault rifle in the experience we did. But they also have ones, uh, gladiator style battle games like one where you're so fighting fun. each other. We didn't. But play you're holding. That. You're holding these club handle kind of things that are padded in case you actually hit each oh, other. Oh, that sounds <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> but but it's oh. all kinds of experiences. A whole different thing, but kind of going on the same idea as your latency. Uh, but the one really cool thing, at one point, we were in this house, kind of oh. like a Resident Evil house with zombies coming, and at one point you hear this loud sound side, and the doors blow open, oh. and all of a sudden six fans along the wall turned on at the same yeah. time. Oh. So it feels and,
2: like you just have that wind coming in at you. It was so oh, that's cool. interesting.
0: So, it sounds like at Sandbox, they really
1: went into the immersion aspect Mm -hmm, of
2: it. They really did. That's amazing.
1: Zombies are chewing on your back and you feel it on your vest. You quickly turn around. There's definitely a lot more screaming.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I was screaming constantly because, (laughs) like, when I'm pretty used to VR and, like, having to fight off zombies, but when you don't feel it. I'm just like, okay, well it's eating me whatever, I'm going to die. <laughs> but in this when you feel it on the haptic vest, you're like, "Oh crap, I'm dying." Like I got to get out of the way and like yeah, it it really added a lot to it. The only thing was because the room is a lot smaller than like at zero latency, it felt like you kind of had to stand in place or you're going to yeah. knock into your friends. And that was with like, Oh, that's three a shame. People. That's but, a shame
0: because that was one of the things I most liked about zero latency yes. is you see something and you feel like you can just walk there.
2: right yeah yeah yeah. and it, the other thing about sandbox, they have on the uh, on like the virtual floor there's like a red rectangle around you, like a bright oh. red rectangle that you can't go past because that's your room. And so in VR, it's like you see this whole big room, but if you can't go past that red line, so that definitely made it feel more like okay, there's all this immersion with with the body tracking and the um, haptics, but you can't, you don't have that freedom of movement.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Still a cool experience. Very different. But it definitely feels like you, you try them both and you're like, man, you want these two to, to merge. Yes. You want one of them oh, to yeah. buy the other one and put it all together and it would yes. be the best experience
2: Ugh. ever. Yeah, it would be amazing.
1: <laughs> what a fun trip. Uh, if you missed it last week, you've got to go back and check out the episode because you get to see us in person. Our lovely real faces, not our lovely virtual faces, me adam and destiny the og podcast crew were all there together <laughs> in person uh and if you want to see some of the pictures and other things we had we dropped some on the discord server we'll be continuing to drop more as we have more clips and stuff like that too and of course if you're part of our discord you get to come ask us questions you know provide some suggestions for what happens to the to the podcast and where we go in the future before we finish this out nat i want to say another huge thank you for you coming out tonight Yeah, we haven't had you on in a while, but.
2: (laughs) It's always so fun. (laughs)
1: It's always a blast to have you here, obviously. And she was there with us in Texas, got to do some amazing stuff. If you think, I really love this podcast and I want to really support it, hit us up on Patreon. It's only five bucks a month, but that goes towards our production costs. There is hosting costs that we pay, things like that. You can help be a part of that. And if you're listening, you got to come see us on YouTube so you can see our virtual faces, our real faces, and a few little extra specials that are going to be coming out. Because like when I came and saw Adam... I brought my Quest, too, because Adam had never tried one before. You're going to have to look at YouTube to go find that video and see that. But if you're watching, you know, and you want to listen, we're also always here for you on all of your podcast platforms. In case you miss an episode, you can listen to us on your commute. So, hey, thank you so much uh, for listening. Remember, when it comes to VR, what do they have to do, Nat? Toy one in! <laughs> Toy <I> in! <laughs>